Welcome back everyone to Tales from Stringersburg and with me as always is Flocky and Jubal. Last time we left Claire, she was trying to figure out exactly what was going on, was having a bit of a uh, crisis as to the situation that she was in and was trying to, to find some type of connection, um, trying to find Fergus and everything. So was was looking around and went and uh, tried to find uh, the only person that she might know that she had a connection to, which was Slither, met at a uh, pretty posh restaurant. And after kind of uh, her exposition to him, uh, you know, he decided that he'd help her out, but a little quid pro quo, words are hard, uh, quid pro quo, and he put her in touch with Reverb, one of the old buddies from the uh, League of Dubious Heroism. He shows up, listens to Claire's story after Slither skirts his way off, and uh, he listens to her story and kind of takes it, seemingly takes it in stride, but says that if she is says who she says she is and everything that he's been through, that uh, he needs to take her to a reader from the Rhyme Rats. That's who it was. And so they went outside and took off in a weird reverberation of air. And that's the situation that Claire is currently in. So, what do? Well, so Claire's here with Reverb, and if memory serves, at the end of the last session, he was a bit skeptical. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's taking her to the reader, because he's like, I don't entirely trust you. How is it? Is it loud? Isn't? Didn't you say it's kind of like an invisible jet sort of thing? Yeah, it's when you heard him land, it was this like, and like the the windows and like were shaking, and he set off a couple of car alarms and everything. It's surprisingly quiet. It's not even like riding in a car quiet. It's like no noises around you whatsoever, pretty much. But you guys are riding like you can kind of feel it like it's this kind of weird cushion of sound that you're on. That's almost got like this tactile feel to it. Reverb, how are you? Glance glances over. He's like, I, um, I think you already asked me that. No, but I mean, like, how are you? It's, um, well, if your story holds water, it's been, um, it's been a rough couple of years, and he kind of gestures towards his arm that's missing. Happen. Well, after you and Illustra and Fergus and everyone else kind of went their way, I tried to do the hero gig for a while and went bad had a run in with some of the uh, brotherhood by myself and this happened and a few years after anyone i know oh mortar and pestle and uh scrunt let's see who else was there chi killer all right and nods knowingly yeah you you actually know all of these names. These were all people yeah. from the uh, Chicago incident. And he's just like, I'm lucky I, that's all I lost. But after that, I, uh, you know, realized a lot of things and kind of went into the, the rescue gig and started uh, participating in Worldwide Coalition Disaster Relief efforts 
until uh, a couple of years later got wind of uh, one eye and where he was located where it was located whatever hooked up with Fergus you were off busy doing your own thing couldn't be bothered and uh, we took care of him and that kind of got the spark going back in and slowly started getting back into the hero gig and put roots back down here started my own group and you know been trying to keep this whole mess under control after the whole TPP incident that's when we moved back in was after that to try to at least get some kind of semblance of, I don't know the superhero game going back on here Who's on your team? Ah, uh, let's see. We've got Balladeer, Manifestation, Stonesinger, Cleft, and Biako. Player know any of those names? Um, they don't sound familiar to me. Mm, <laughs> no, you wouldn't know any of these names. Claire's Claire's a little worried about him talking about the TPP and what position he's in. And in light of who she's been, who she saw that she was working for a couple of uh, issues ago, that this conversation might suddenly turn south. So she doesn't say anything more. Okay. Unless he says something, obviously, but she doesn't ask any more questions and is just quiet. Um. Yeah, because I think Claire kind of laid it out pretty pretty well for him even though we kind of skipped over it just to save time like claire kind of gave him a general rundown um yeah she's pretty honest with him yeah and he's quiet for a while um you guys are flying at a, at a pretty good clip um, and he's just like he finally turns around and kind of He's been kind of stone-faced, which is not the reverb you remember. He was really... He was handsome, but not overly so when you knew him. But that's not what drew people to him. He was a very bombastic personality. Like, he was just so over-the-top, but not in an annoying way. Like, that was... But this is not the guy that you really remember. But he kind of turns around to you, and he's got a grin on his face that you remember he's been kind of stone-faced towards you since this started it's like trapped in time huh sounds like a bitch so weird it's so weird <clears throat> i had time to get so much work done but i i can't even tell you how incredibly isolated it is to even think like if I was on another planet or something, there's at least a ship I could build, something I could do, a portal I could go through, even another dimension, but when it's time... Listen, Claire, I really want to empathize and sympathize, but that motherfucker, Clargotha, we just... We gotta be on our toes. Like, we've had way too many... We've had way too many false incidents. Clargotha? Uh, you can give me an intelligence roll. Two successes. Okay. You remember Clark Gotha was... He was an alien that brought incredibly advanced technology with him, but he was incredibly stingy with it, and he tied himself to the Sept of, the, of Stringersburg. Uh, he was one of yeah. the, the members of the Sept. He never did anything overly heroic or anything, but he he brought in, like I said, he was an alien from another world that came down in a ship and was just like, look at this technology I have, and um, like never did shit with it. It's the most realistic alien ever. <laughs> uh, but he is like a known shapeshifter and shit. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, apparently something, something happened. What, what happened? He just looks and he's like, 
he, that stone face kind of comes back on. He's just like, maybe after. Okay. So you guys arrive to this tenement building. Um, it's just kind of a nondescript, almost like a New York brownstone kind of deal. Uh, just very standard brick building. He kind of walks in, you know, up, up a few steps. You guys land very softly. Uh, it's a very smooth ride. You can tell, like before his, kind of like his, his personality was previously, like his power was slightly out of control. But over the years, it seems like he's really kind of refined it down. And... You guys walk up the steps, the you know, just the the flight of stairs into this tenement building, and uh, it seems like one of those kind of rent controlled types of buildings, slightly run down, but you know nobody's going to move in or out, kind of deal, unless they have to. And he takes you up two flights of stairs uh, to the third floor, which is the top top floor of the building and goes down to the end of the hall and knocks this particular knock on the door and you know it's replied back and this this goes back and forth like two or three times finally it 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 knocks again and finally he's just like motherfuckers just let me in the door and it kind of creaks open and that's the password yeah and <laughs> you see the person that opens the door is albino to the extreme, but it's like their skin. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. Uh, their skin, hair, everything about them. Uh, they are not uh, caucasoid in features, but everything is just like stark white, like their clothes oh. and everything like something about so not them like that pink, not like the pink tone not right like a pale pink but like white yes like you're at first you're like oh this person's albino this person is not albino they're just like mm -hmm. devoid and you notice also there's no shadows on them they're just like devoid no. of any coloration in some way you're i i know this is not what you're describing but i'm thinking of have you ever played a uh, undertale uh uh. I'm thinking of Sans from Undertale for some reason. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh play play, play Undertale. I've I've never heard, played. I've seen people yeah. tons of people cosplay, but I've never yep. played it. I won't overhype it, but it is worth your time. Uh so yeah, and and they kinda look and give a nod. And uh you notice when they turn there's no dimension to them. They're just completely like oh. flat. Like when they turn at one point, they disappear because of your perspective. And then you see the back of them and then they walk away. Oh. So you guys, you guys walk I, that, in. I mean, even that's weird enough that even Claire can't quite hide her surprise. <laughs> that's I mean, that's that's very unusual. Like, like I know I know last last issue you're talking about uh frog and you know amphibious humanoids and things like that like that she she can handle but this is a two-dimensional person mm -hmm. so yeah uh so you guys walk in and you almost expect like just the way this is set up you expect people to be sitting on a couch like playing video games or something like that and there is a TV on, but it's got some type of documentary going on, and there's tables that are just filled with books, like thick, almost textbook-type style uh, deals. Yeah, you see, besides this individual that opened the door, you see three other individuals. You see someone that's got like a... They've got hair and everything, but their their head is oddly shaped, like it's it's coned shaped. But instead of going up, it goes back. 
you see another person that just looks completely normal, just like, uh, 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 uh she's female and just kind of be bopping around, uh, has, has, um, you know, everybody's just dressed kind of standardly. You, you notice that all these people are early to mid twenties. Um, mm. and then the, uh, last person you see is actually like got this, they look like a, a rat person. Like they're a bipedal rat person about four feet tall. You don't notice them at first because the counter that is in the way is taller than them. And then you see them kind of like come around the corner and they're, you know, they're dressed in pants and shirts and everything. And they just kind of look at you all and they're just like, Reverb, what's up, man? Who's, uh, hey girl, how you doing? Um, Claire. Pleasure, enchanté. Claire just, Claire just sort of nods uncomfortably. First time, uh, first time meeting a mutant? No. Your face no. says otherwise. Well, it's been a wild couple of days. So, uh, to which do we have the pleasure of, uh, your company there, Reverb? And Reverb and I used to know each other back in the day. Oh, really? You, uh... No. You don't look like a hero. I didn't say I was a hero. Oh. Like that, huh? Not like that either. I'm just Claire. Mm-hmm. So, what, uh, what can the, the Rhyme Rats do for y'all? Claire looks at Reverb. It's like, Ronnie, we came here to, uh, to get M's help. Need, uh, need a read. Ah, Reverb, we don't, she don't like that. Yeah. uh want to get out of it well i know about the uh i know what you guys pulled on 12th street and uh, i could be coerced to look the other way if you did me this little favor ah fuck man really you can't bust my balls like that <sighs> m what do you say uh, i just <sighs> I don't know, I just, I get them headaches, and I don't, not a word, not a word, yeah? It's just like, I promise, no, it's, it's leaving my brain. And the girl with the, kind of the long cone-shaped uh, head and everything points to Claire, she's just like, all right, well, come, come have a sit. Claire goes over and is is the place like a dump? No, or is well, it uh, just sort of chill. It's like, it's I mean, it sort of like it's chill. It's a it's a early twenties apartment of, of four twenty year olds that aren't inclined to terribly clean. Um, they seem more interested in all these books and everything. Mm-hmm. Like the books mm-hmm. aren't just there for display. You can tell they've been like read there's um like bookmarks and sticky notes sticking out of everything and like uh you know scholar pads that have been written in just stacks of them okay so it's it's lived in and lower income but it's not gross right okay claire sits down that was that was going to frame her reaction yeah uh, and this girl, M, looks at you. She's like, all right, so... Now, I need to know a little bit of what I'm getting into. Like, he... I know what he wants without even asking. And and this is... Uh, you're picking up a bit more of, like, Midwestern Texas kind of accent kind of deal. Uh... She's like, what exactly 
He wants me to read to see if you are who you say you are, but I'm going to get a real quick picture of uh, a bit of everything. It's going to be a jumble, but it's going to at least let me know that you are who you say you are. So am I looking at like normal person stuff? Am I looking at superhero stuff or am I looking at weird? I'm going to want to claw my eyes out stuff like are you into weird shit? It's between the second and the third. One second. She gets up and goes over to the kitchen and there's a bottle of fucking Everclear and she just screws it off and Yeah, that rock gut's gonna hit me in the morning. Do you uh, mind if I have a little bit of that? Nope. Go ahead and don't make I don't sure. Well, just don't shit yourself in the morning. <laughs> Real things. <laughs> yeah. Claire, Claire doesn't take nearly as long of a pull, but she does take a pull directly from the bottle and hands it back. To All right. Her. She rubs her face. All right. Sticks out her hands, palm up. So she grabs your hands and. You can feel this present, like, skate over your mental defenses. Uh, Wow. And you can feel your thoughts being flipped through. Like, like someone's taking, like, an animation Mm -hmm. book. Not, like, digital animation, but, like, the one of the flip books. And going through your memories, like a Rolodex, like, real quick. Nothing, like specific or obtrusive not like they're digging um Mm -hmm. but it's just like here's a montage of your life from when you can remember and most and like the more significant the event is the more it sticks out so there are parts that just like completely get glossed over and you see this as well like you your your vision kind of blanks out and you, you start seeing this and then it gets I, I don't know I don't know that I'll be able to I don't know that Claire would be aware of this, but I'm curious if you can tell me if if it's part of Claire's like side screen or if it's more of her like if that's how the other person's power works. Not that she would have anything to compare it to, and if you if I don't know, then I don't know. Right. I am kind of curious. No, this is this is meta like meta information is this is how the M's power works. Oh, okay. Okay, so Claire doesn't know. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um so yeah, and then it gets to where you're pulled out of time and all the shit that you went through mm-hmm. and you don't know how long you were there, but like your from your first memories up to there was probably you feel like maybe it was a minute. And then your time that you see in Future's realm mm-hmm. You don't know how long exactly you're sitting there, but it feels like quite a while before it comes back to Stringersburg, and then it's over in a snap. And you guys come out, and you're both just covered in sweat. And M's just like... And just pukes on the floor. I'm so sorry. I'm. So- Are you okay? Oh, th- uh, no, you... How fucking old are you? And and Claire, Claire quiet Claire quietly says just to him, I don't know. And you see both Reverb and uh the other guy that uh Ronnie uh that were were there and they both have looks of concern on their face and they're like that's usually or Reverb's just like that's usually a few minutes like five max you guys were sitting there for an hour and a half i was telling you reverb i've been through a lot M, what's the deal and she's just like just she's shaking she's just like ah, i just, ah, no she's she's real she's yeah oh Oh fuck! Oh, Reverb, you owe us. And Reverb's just like, oh, 
Okay. All right. Claire Claire goes and gets the bottle of uh, Everclear and hands it hands it to him. She just grabs it, just kind of ap- absent-mindedly, and just kind of sits there in the chair with her eyes shut, just breathing. And Ronnie's just like, "Well, you got your answers. Now you can kindly get the fuck out of our place." Thanks for your hospitality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That superhero asshole motherfuckers just always coming up in our shit. And door shuts behind you. And Reverb just kind of stares at you. Well, what's next? I need to find Fergus. Okay. Any clues? I mean, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen. I know he's here. I know he's here physically. I know he's here chronologically. You do not know he's here. I don't. Nope. I thought our goal was to come back here at the same time. No, no, no. Wasn't that part of the plan? That was the plan when you guys were together, but he got booted out when future and past were fighting each other. And that's right. He sailed off into nothing. So you have no idea where or when Fergus is. Okay. Okay. Then obviously I take that back. Okay. I need to find Fergus. I don't know where he is. I don't even know if he's here. Like if he's here now in the, you know, timeline. Okay, so our search area is the entire history of time. You know, um, there wasn't anything too outside of the history of society that we dealt with. Mm -hmm. And I think there were only a finite number of planets, so I wouldn't say it's everything. So just most things. Mm. Okay, so fifty percent of the entire timeline is our is our search area. Hey, I just cut our our search area in half. Oh, See, that's yeah, that's thing. that's very considerate of you. I just have the odds. Mm. Well, that weird fucker was always tied to the city for some reason. So this is a good a place. As, uh, you never know. So, so this this kind of thing that we're looking at, obviously, we need very specific kind of Meta's help. We had we had her help, and that helped clear things between us. But mm-hmm. who's who are our big players with space and time? <laughs> uh, that's a bit uh, above my pay grade, Claire. Do do a. Uh, uh, do comic like a like is like Marvel and DC are they comic books in this universe? Uh, yeah, we yeah. Okay, I didn't know just, if I didn't know if that had come up at all or not. Yeah, just we say we'll say they will they are, but you know it's it's uh, not know. a crutch. It's I'm I'm not using it as a crutch. No, no, no. I I got you to kind of give some kind of comparison, but yeah, yeah they're they're copyright really safe names that. names right. like Cop- copyright fully respected. Mar- That's Mar- what I said it's- She's referencing a DC character, not yeah. anything else. Marvels and uh, DDC. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like a, uh, uh, like a uh, uh, Senor Brooklyn. That's mm-hmm. really who we need right now. Yeah, Senor Brooklyn. Yeah, Senor Brooklyn would be uh, amazing if that motherfucker was real. I know, but you know what I'm asking. I mean, we got muscle. <sighs> Let me think. If we got to run it up the flagpole, you know. I mean, I can handle that, but I just need to know which direction I go in. I mean, time travel. I, I mean, isn't that the point of time travelers? Is you don't really know who they are. The only person that I can think of is fucking Ryan. Ryan. Uh. I can't even remember his fucking last name. The dude, the really powerful sorcerer guy that we helped out all those years ago. 
Like, I don't, but I don't know if he does time. Like, he's just a really powerful wizard or something. Like, that's the only... Magic seems like a good place to start. All right, I'll see if I can get in touch with him. Um, Let's see, who... I know I'm. I know I'm calling in, kind of all the favors I have, but I don't know what else I can do right now. Well, get it right, no, I get you. I get you. I mean, why is Fergus so important? That's what I don't get. Uh, he's part of the story. What she saw, Fergus was there for quite a bit of it, and quite a bit of the important parts. And. Whatever's going on, whenever I am, and whatever happened to me, and whatever happened to us, and whatever's coming for us, Fergus needs to know. And Fergus also may be able to help. So it's um, not it's not just that I want to help him, but he also may be able to help me. Alright, well... I'll tell you what, I'll go talk to the fog lifters and uh, see if they can get in contact with him they're about the only uh magic group that i trust around here of course i guess there's roland who's that he's uh <laughs> you ever watch any of those old like uh the maltese hawk and all those old like noir style yeah. films yeah imagine yeah, yeah. imagine one of those uh, like fucking detectives pulled straight out of the fucking pages and put into Stringersburg and you got Roland. And he's a meta? No, he's a he's a fucking magician. Huh. Well, cool. I mean, if I didn't need him for this, I'd kind of want to meet him anyway from after that description. Okay, just if we're gonna go see him, every stereotype from the movies, expect dames. Yeah, dames. Uh, fucking whiskey in the in the in the desk. Uh, Let's get him a gift. Okay. Let's get him something he'll like. I can afford it, and it'll be a good conversation opener. All right. So what do you what do you go get him? She is going to like because she correctly or not the the strategy she's at right now the strategy she had initially when she got here has been to play it off and now that she's playing a little bit of open open and honestly she's really playing it to the hilt and she's trusting people both ways she super trusted Slither and now she's super trusting Reverb and and when Reverb says all stereotypes apply she uh makes us like they make a stop at a uh, liquor store and she gets him an, a really like nice bottle of bourbon like an old timey bourbon mm -hmm. something he'd something he'd recognize from the 40s like four roses okay and um, and uh she uh if they go by a i don't know what the gun laws are like in the city but she'd really like to get him like a nice era appropriate like like powerful revolver okay from like the early earlier 1900s like something that even if it wasn't his everyday carry that he would appreciate on a on an aesthetic level because i i think that these are a couple things that a man who stereotypes apply to could always use a nice bottle of whiskey and a nice revolver okay yeah you you find those in in short order Re reverb after you buy the gun and reverb looks at the bottle of whiskey he's like I um I think he may want to marry you after this. Not a proposal reverb. I just don't want to show up empty handed. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so there's uh <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this. There's some protocol to get into the sink now. <laughs> okay. Uh we could just fly over and straight in. But um yeah, that's going to be some bad news. There's a big psychic giant fish that will attack us if we do that. And 
something I, imper- something uh, happened in the sink a couple months ago. Uh, randomly, a bunch of the populace started mutating into aquatic people. There's all kinds of theories uh, and weird stuff. Everyone's just been calling it uh, the sink incident. Are they uh are they going evil? Or are they just nope, kind of fish people now? They're just fish people. And are they upset about it? Yeah, they so, seem like they'd be upset some about Some people it. are. Some people think they're gonna be the next big superhero, but yeah. Most people are pretty upset about it because it's not like when most meta powers show up when you're a teenager or whatever. Like these are grandmas and middle aged mm-hmm. folk and all kinds of stuff. You'd think if they're middle-aged or older that they would know that water-based superheroes are not the end-all, be-all when it comes to the superhero world. I mean, well, I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound. I mean, you know, there's some there's some this. teenagers I don't want to be too about this, but okay. No, no. So, I mean, look at Salamander, what he's done. There's two bridges, and they've got both of them on lock. So we're gonna have to go in, and they're gonna talk to us, and blah blah blah. But since you're with me, I think we'll be okay. What do you need me to do? Uh, just be honest. They have really good bullshit meters. Okay. So you guys fly over to the other side of the city. It's getting late-ish. Like after your errands and everything, it's probably... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, two, three in the morning, give or take. Okay. And... You are feeling especially haggard because the time shift and into the situation that you went in, you inhabited the body that was extremely tired. And even though you have regeneration, like that's for your wounds and stuff, but still like it's what's kept you going. But still, you're just like, fuck, like you need to sleep soon. Um, But yeah, you you fly over these kind of old not well-maintained suspension bridges. Mm-hmm. And you think at first you're going to just fly on over, but uh, towards the towards the end, Reverb kind of follows the arc of the, of the main rails and everything and lands. And uh, this early, there's not really any traffic on the bridge or anything. Like, people that are going out, like you see one or two cars aren't stopped, but the one or two cars that are coming in get uh, flagged down. And you land... And you see a well-built dude, not like a big hulking chunk of muscle or anything, but um, a guy that's built like a fighter. And everything about him says fighter, like broken nose, cauliflower ear, like scar tissue on the face. This guy just looks like he's perpetually in a fight. He's wearing a suit of slightly advanced armor it's not like biotech or it's not tech in any way it's just like armor plating which kind of just bulks out his frame a little bit more and uh you also see there's a early teenager and um kind of has um this you know big mane of hair and everything and they're wearing just normal clothes jeans and a t-shirt but you see that their shoes are glowing oh they're like normal converse high tops but they're glowing and as soon as you guys land yeah as as soon as you guys land the the uh, guy who's probably in his early 20s comes up what you uh what you doing reverb what's happening and reverb's just like coming in we need to uh we need to talk to roll we brought him some presents we got we got a case for him this is this is my friend claire and this guy kind of looks at you just scrutinizes you like every every part the way you're standing and everything 
Hmm. It's gonna sound real rude, lady, but something seems off about you. Meta? Yes. All right. Verb, you, uh, you vouch for her? Yeah, I'll vouch for her. All right, man. Anything happens, it's on you. And he kind of steps to the side. And he, he looks at you, he's like, Don't start nothing, all right? Good people here. I'm not, I'm not here to start anything. All right. Especially not with good people. Got Yahoo's coming in here all the time trying to start shit. I bet. So, I don't think Claire, even in her time previously being in Stringersburg, ever came to the sink. Um, would she have? Yeah, like, out of curiosity? So. Or just kind of um, like, meh? Because it's like... Unless work brought her there, like, whether it's superhero work or selling drugs like before she you know right went full meta like okay yeah i don't i don't think claire's ever been to the sink you yeah, probably not you're quickly assaulted with this poor representation of italian architecture like old school italian architecture of just shoddy make like falling apart after about a block actually you're on the north end after about half a block you notice that your feet start to get wet like there's water on the ground and you start to see these walkways tied to the buildings and some of them are well made but most of them look like They've been put together with whatever materials are at hand, kind of deal. And the okay. and reverbs just like points over to him. It's like we got we got to take these from now on. And the further you walk in, you notice that the water level is rising. Um, and the first story to story and a half of a lot of these buildings are underwater, and. These walkways are on like every single building. And some of them have like multiple levels. Some of them cross the streets. Um, and like I said, they, they vary from how well they're, they're made to like, I can't believe I'm walking on this and it's not, I'm not falling into the water kind of deal. Mm -hmm. uh, so after about, mm, you guys walk for about 20 minutes and. There's a, it's one of the taller buildings. Uh, doesn't quite fit the architecture. Maybe it was built later. It looks slightly newer. Uh, still under, first floor is underwater. Uh, but it's got about five stories to it. You see just a few lights on and everything. And it looks like one of the windows has been carved out. And there's a, there's a door there. And you guys go in and go up a couple of stairs and everything, and there's a thick uh, wooden door. The rest of these are like worn, just kind of standard oak doors or pine. But this has like a rich, almost mahogany kind of look to it. It looks very nice, but you notice when Reverb taps on it, his hand ever so slightly goes through part of the door but and you hear oh. like the rap and where his finger goes through doesn't quite match up cool and you hear uh yeah come on in and you got you guys walk into this i mean 40s noir detective office couch that's been slept on you know, bookshelf half full of books. You can almost hear the the saxophone music as you walk in, kind of dill. Um, there are a, a few differences of 
there seem to be knickknacks and bric-a-bracs here and there that have sigils and uh, are made out of odd materials that you're just not familiar with. Huh. And sitting there at the desk, feet propped up, you know, holding a half-drank glass of whiskey or bourbon or some brown liquid, is this just kind of, you know, ripped from the pages of Dick Tracy-looking motherfucker. Uh, you know, trench coat hanging on a coat rack in the corner. Just, you know, five o'clock shadow, perpetual five o'clock shadow kind of deal. Uh, Reverb, what can I do for you and your very attractive lady friend? If if uh, Reverb doesn't say anything, Reverb just looks I, uh, at you and he's like, "I'm uh, I'm gonna leave this to you. I'm gonna go make a couple of phone calls outside. All right." Remind me of this guy's name. What is it again? Roland. Roland. Roland, I need your help. Puts his feet down and sits up in his chair. Grab a chair. What uh, can I do for you? Claire uh, sits down and says, and before I ask you for the favor, I want you to know I don't come empty-handed. So she she takes out the, the brown bag of the bourbon and the, the nice like leather box of the of the revolver, and she says, those are for you, just for hearing me out. Well, I gotta say that, uh, yes, as a detective, I do take payment, but it's usually not till the job's done, but, and he reaches over and grabs him, it's like, pulls it out of the bag. <whistles> Lady, you got good taste. I've got a big ask, Roland. What? Sorry. Freudian... Freudian here. What? You got a big ass? Ask. Oh. Ask, Roland. Oh. So, uh, and he <sighs> opens the gun. He's like, ooh. Yikes, lady. I mean, I'm not married, but ye. And you. Reverb totally called it. <laughs> <laughs> a like gently folds it and you seem like open a drawer and put both of them in but you don't hear them hit anything and then he slides mm -hmm. it closed it's like well you have uh, got my attention my name is claire robbins and i'm a meta here in this area mm -hmm. approximately six years ago I was pulled out of time by a time-controlling entity. So wait, wait, was wait, wait, a... wait, 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 wait. What now? I told you it was a big ask. She says, hitting the K a little bit more crisply this time. Uh, you, um... You, uh... Don't have, uh... Anything to do with fate, by chance? With what? Fate. Fate. With a capital F. I don't think so, do I, Drew? Not that you know of. Yeah. Um. Okay. Claire, okay. Claire, 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 mis Claire misunderstands him. Um. I don't know that I. I don't really know what that has to do with it. I mean, maybe, maybe it's fate that brought me here, but like, I don't. He rubs his face. Okay. Uh, Miss Robbins? Robbins. Go, go right on. Sorry to interrupt. Um, so did another meta during that time period. Um, his name is Fergus, and he was, his alias is the Puppeteer. Mm -hmm. You probably don't remember him, because that's kind of his thing. And we were taken out of time, and... It's a long story, but I managed to come back. Now, the complicating part is that people who knew me here didn't see me leave. So they saw a different timeline version of myself walking around. And now here I am back, and I have the memories of the me that went to the other timeline. 
and I don't know where the version of me who has the memories of here went. I don't know if I'm actually her, or I don't know if something else magical happened. A lot happened, and I'm trying to be concise because I know nothing about magic, and so I don't know what you need to know. Mm -hmm. I figure I'd give you the very short version, and you could ask me other questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. I he just pulls. would obviously like to know more about what happened. While you're, oh, go ahead. while you're talking, he pulls the drawer back open, pulls the bottle of liquor that you just brought him, opens it up, support. No, please, please, uh, go on. I just good idea. am not drunk enough to deal with this. It's a big That's fair. lug. That's fair. So... It would be nice to know what happened to me and what I can do about that, about what I can do about the timeline issues and whatever. But the more pressing issue I have right now is Fergus. I need to find him. And I don't know when he is, and I don't know where he is. But I know that when we were out of time, we didn't really go out of what we would consider civilization. And we didn't go to any unusual planet. So it's not a total shot in the dark, but I know it's a big ask. Well, uh, Dr. Robbins. I'll see what I can do. You have heard of, you have heard of me, she says. Well, one likes to stay informed in the city that they live in. I'll uh, see what I can do. I'll talk to some associates, and uh, I will get back to you. I assume you have contact information? I do. Roland, um, you need to be careful about this, because if someone can pull me out of time for years and pull the puppeteer out of time for years... I just don't want to put you in harm's way. <laughs> That's where I live, lady. This is more than your usual Ameta's dating my ex case. Uh, would it be something like uh, a guy that you run into that you get entangled with wears a uh, has the ability to alter the probabilities of fate? Somewhat. Yeah. We all got our crosses. What else can I do to help you with this? Well, my associates uh, will probably be asking a steep price for this, so I'll let you know after. I wouldn't expect otherwise. I brought those to let you know I was serious. And they are greatly appreciated. I will put them to good use, hopefully uh, one more than the other. I sure hope so. <clears throat> so, a couple days go by, and you, you go back to work, you, you kind of get the project rolling and and uh just so we now don't it's behind this version is am i still in that version of the lab yes for the, the yeah okay that, that's your current timeline um and just so we don't slog through all the minutiae and everything you yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you kind of go back and get everything and and you rolled really high previously on it mm -hmm. so so the project kind of gets back to its foot and, and you're starting to like do sets like pre-made sets for powers and blah, blah, blah. Kind of like Greenwell said and, and different uh, things. Uh, do you just Blair's not doing anything weird? OK, with the powers, she's keeping it to pretty standard stuff. OK, she's she's trying to minimize things that have a lot of collateral damage, um, imperviousness or that are like reality. Anything that would be like a reality altering thing, nothing, nothing. If she has access to it, 
no like existential type powers or anything. Okay, yeah, good. yeah. Good, good, good. Most of this stuff is kept to like physical or mundane. Like the more good. intangible stuff is just like there's not like most of this is based on fractal stuff, and his is like super strength or invulnerability or flight or whatever. But good. they're all more you know tangible powers which is if she catches whiff of anything intangible she doesn't care if she loses the research she's staying away from it okay uh so yeah you get visited just by greenwell like one more time um but about three days later you get a call from roland and it's like um hello dr robbins roland I've been looking forward to your call. Well, it uh seems that your friend is off the reservation. As in, he doesn't exist. Oh, that's what I was afraid of. It's kind of his thing. Like, he has a whole... He's called a puppeteer because he does this thing with minds. So you haven't found any trace of him? No, no, no. If he existed, it doesn't matter what he does with people. If he existed, uh, my associates would be able to find him. He doesn't exist. Reverb knows him? Knew him? No, no, no. I'm saying uh, he... His existence is gone. Like, he... People remember him. Like, he was... He did whatever, but he's he's kaput. He's gone. He's yeah. He hasn't he hasn't gotten back yet. No, I'm saying my friends looked where you told me to look, and he's not yeah. there. No whiff, no trace, no nothing. Uh, Roland, I need to keep chasing threads, and if it takes more money, or you need something more from me. I'm not ignoring what you're saying. I'm saying I understand that it, I understand what you're saying, and I'm telling you it's very important. And I'm willing to move mountains if we need to to find this information out. If there's anything I can do, or if it's a cost thing, I'm not saying you're doing that, but I'm saying if you thought, well, maybe she's not interested in, no, I am. It's not really money cost that... Uh these people are asking for i'll uh, you honestly don't want to know i promise i'll keep uh i'll keep an eye out i'll keep an ear out and if i hear anything i'll let you know and Roland, be careful <laughs> that's my middle name but he hangs up and two days later you get a call in the middle of the night. Maybe you're up, maybe you're not. Probably and, not. And you hear... Ah, <sighs> Dr. Robbins, uh, I know it's late, but hey... It's rolling? Yeah. I, uh... He just sounds... He sounds... I, he sounds do you need help? He sounds out of breath. Actually, he doesn't sound. The first that, question out of her mouth is, "Do you need help?" He he doesn't sound out of breath. He actually sounds oh. sounds like he's he's waking up. I forgot, and he's just like, "Oh, uh, yeah." Uh, she still asks that. He, uh, I think he's here. At least that's what my buddies are saying. So, if you want to come to the sink, I'm gonna take a nap. But I he's thought you'd here. like to know. Roland, where are you? Roland. Shit. And that's Claire, where we're gonna uh, end the session. <laughs> so everyone, thank you again for sitting around and listening us go on for another hour or so. From all of us at the Bergcast, we greatly appreciate it. And come and join us again in another two weeks, and we'll see what happens.